I was, uh, after my father died, I, I went astray and started living for myself and getting caught up on drugs and alcohol and, and thinking that I'm all this. And so uh, for 13 years, I saw myself in the desert. God used my mother's death to draw me back to him. And he said to me in 1990, that you're wrong, you're going to die. And when I looked in that cassette, I, I knew that he, I had just enough gospel in me to know that he was not talking about my body. He was talking about my soul, my eternal destiny. That's when, uh, after the funeral, I got down on my knees and I gave my heart to Jesus. And I went down in Alabama, you know, to my mother's funeral as a professional alcoholic. And I come back delivered. Totally delivered. I was all cracked out. I, I shot dope in my veins in the Delta. And so I, I know the power of God and that the power of God works. And the power of God works through his word. And that's what Jesus was talking about in John 17, 17. My brother was reading that. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And so that's what I'm praying today, that we can be sanctified by his truth. And that's why I I pray that you will keep your Bibles open as I read. I want to try to do from expository preaching, verse by verse, precept on precept. And so I'm kind of old-fashioned. That old Baptist come up, come up, come, come up out of me, you know. And, and so all those who can stand in honor of God's word, can we stand for the reading of God's holy word? As for other matters... Brothers and sisters, we instruct you how to live in order to please God. That's my thing. How to live to please God. As in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do more and more. For you know what instruction we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. That each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. And that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who Commit such sin as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God. The very God who gives you his spirit. Now about your own love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourself has been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more and to make it your ambition to live a quiet life. 
You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you. Why? So that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders so that you will not be dependent on anyone. Let me have a uh, amen. Let me have a word of prayer and then we'll sit down. Father God, we praise you and thank you for your holy word. And I pray, dear Jesus, that you will speak to our hearts. That you will convict us, Holy Spirit, to live our lives to please God. And so, Lord, please speak to us so that when our outsiders see us, or even with our brothers and sisters here, we will encourage them with our life as we reflect your standing in Jesus Christ. So bless us this day, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And God people says, Amen. you may be seated in God's presence. It has become very clear to me very clear to me that the world in which we live in hates God. And I'm not talking about the world, the world creation. Because we live in a beautiful place. We have beautiful seasons, and I, and I love that. And I want my children to love that. When I speak of the world, I'm talking about this world system. This world system is opposed to God and opposed to his standard. And it is opposed to everyone who believes in God's standard that comes from the Holy Scripture. Now this is not just an idea. The world has always been in opposition to God in his standard. Because the world truly hates God. And as I look around, the, the church today is upon a huge pressure to conform to the world's lacking, to conform to the world's system. Especially in the area of sexual immorality and self-fulfillment. The world wants us to conform. And when I reflect on the church as itself, I, I am, I'm truly amazed how God and, and all his wisdom set the church in the midst of the world system in which it hates. I'm, ama- I'm amazed at that. That God will lead his church That God believes in the church and trusts the church to live a holy and honorable life. A life that pleases him. A life that reflects his standard. Almighty God in all his will left us here. Believing that we will strive in every area, in every area of our lives, to live a holy and pleasing life unto Him. These dear brothers and sisters in Thessalonians, 
is under the same pressure that we are in today. By that dominant culture in which it lives in. To conform to their life, to their self-centeredness. And just as that pressure upon them, it's on us. And so Paul is not on the right now, Thessalonian church. I can hear the echo from Paul from 2,000 years to us today. And here's what I hear Paul saying in verse 1. I hear Paul saying, living to please God is who we was created to be. Notice what he says in verse 1. Finally, brothers and sisters, we instruct you how to live to, in order to please God as you are, as you in fact are living. Paul makes the assumption that the, that the Thessalonian brother and sister are living their life to please God. And he commends them, in fact, you are living. You are living, you are striving to live your life to please the almighty God. And when I reflect on that, I can see that our highest calling, our highest desire in life is to live to please the Lord Almighty. That every breath that I breathe, all that I am, all that I think, all that I do should be done to please the Lord God Almighty. Isn't that what our Heidelberg Catechism speaks about? When it asks the question, what is our only comfort in life and death? That I am not my own, but I belong body and soul to, the, to my Savior who gave his life up for me. My Savior who, who if I had hair, if I hair fell off, he, he, knew, he knew about it. That God created us for himself. And he created us to reflect his, 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 his character, his person into this world. In hoping that, that we will become so attracted by the way we live. That it will draw people to us. That our first priority is to the Lord Jesus Christ. God in all his wisdom. Believe that we can strive. every day to please him. And Paul goes on to say to to the Thessalonian brothers and sisters. He says, living to please God is a life lived upon the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice what he says in, 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 uh, in verse 1. He says, we instruct you, verse 2, for you know what instruction we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, it is God's will. Therefore, verse 8, who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God, 
who gives his Holy Spirit. Verse 9. For you yourself have been taught by God to love each other. Paul says, if I'm, Paul says, if you and I is going to live our life to please God, we must live our life upon the authority of God's word. God's word, and circle that word, Holy Spirit. Because he connected the Holy Spirit with the instructions. Jesus said to his disciples in the upper room in John 16, verse 14 and 15. He said, I have much to say to you, but I can't say, oh, I got to go. But I'm going to live you, I'm going to give you someone with the same essence I have, the Holy Spirit. And he's going to teach you and guide you into truth and remind you of everything I say. He's only going to take from what's mine and give to you. So the word in the spirit is one. Paul understood what Jesus said because he, he talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 15. He says, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no mind have conceived what God has in store for you and I. And then he goes on to talk about the mind of God, and let the spirit sits the mind of God. Know the deeper things of God. And so God wants us to know his mind. And the way we know his mind is by digging into scripture. By studying and by meditating upon God's word. If we want to live a life that pleases God, we must immerse ourselves into this holy scripture. And allow the Holy Spirit to open our mind, to open the scripture that we may receive it. Jesus Christ believed in the scripture, even though he's a second person, even though he's God himself. Yet he depended upon scripture. When he was in the Delta, and the Holy Spirit led him in the Delta, he quoted uh, Deuteronomy. Man should not live on bread alone. Deuteronomy 8, 3. And so if Jesus Christ needs stricter to help him live, because Jesus Christ said, I do exactly what the Father commands. Jesus Christ subjected his life upon the authority of God's word. Because Jesus Christ wanted to live to please God, he was without sin. And so if we want to live to please God, if we want to be, be exactly who God created us to be, a people who please him, a family who please him, a man or a woman who lives, who strives to please him, we must subject our life up under the authority of God's word. If we want to grow into a deeper relationship with God, but he says, not only should we live to please him because that's who we are. Not only should we subject ourselves upon the authority of God's word to please him. But we must offer our bodies, Paul says in Romans 12, 1, as living sacrifices to God. That's what he's talking about in verse 3. He said, it is God's will 
that we should be sanctified. And that little Greek word means to be set apart. It means to be different from this world system. And this world system is trying to grab us. It's trying to entice us into conforming to his likeness. And Paul is saying, if we want to live to please God, we have to extract ourselves. We have to lay our bodies on the altar. And this was a wonderful church whom Paul loved. And when I read it, I, I, I don't read it like I read uh, uh, Romans. In Romans, Paul got a lot of do's and don'ts, and, and it's, it is full of theology. I don't read it like I read Corinthians because Corinthians was a, was a, was a he to stay, keep pressure on them. But when I read the book of uh, First and Second Thessalonians, I can hear the, the pastor's voice. I can hear the tenderness in his voice. And he was encouraged when, when, when Timothy came back and reported to him that these brothers and sisters are living for Jesus. But Paul understood one thing. Paul understood that we was human. Paul understood that we still had that sinful nature intact, and that Satan wants to entice that sinful nature. And so Paul encouraged them. To, it is God's will to live to, have, to live a sanctified life, to live a life apart from them. And throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, God encourages us, commands us, to refrain from sexual immorality. A whole chapter in the book of Leviticus, chapter 18, he he, he spells that out in detail. Listen to what he says here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 and 7. He says, "Um, but among you, church, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality. Or any kind of impure or greed because these are improper for God's holy people. And when people engage into, into pornographic material, when people engage in, 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 in anything on, on the internet, and I'm told that it's over 4,000 sites that someone can get in on the internet. In fact, in fact I'm told today, uh, um, I'm told today that a, that a child six years old know more than I know even today. Because our world has exposed us, our sexual immorality all over. When we go into that, when we, when we, look, we, we, my wife and I use Netflix. Why? Because that way we can, we, we can scan our own movie. We, we can get on the, uh, on, the, on the internet and find out what this movie is about. It's anything in there. Because I don't want to let that stuff in my house. When I go to the supermarket, all we see is in the magazine and the checkout stand. We got to be exposed to that to get our grocery. And then our women folks have to feel like uh, 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 we don't love them, men, because uh, they always have to, because they feel like they have to measure up to those type of women. We live in this world. We live in this world that won't allow us to enjoy each other for who God made us to be. But, but now we have to measure up, up, to, up to the world's standard. And God is saying this here. Listen to this here in 1 first, first Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Do you not know that, wicked, that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be seen, neither the sexual immoral, nor idolatry, uh, adultery, nor 
male, male prostitute or female prostitute or homosexual offender, nor, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunken, nor slandering, nor swindling will inherit the kingdom of God. And that same thing is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 to 6. What God is calling us out. God all, us, all the time. God, it, God, God intended for marriage to happen, intended for marriage between a man and a woman. He intended that, that God wanted to, to pull them out. A godly man and a godly woman will produce a godly family that reflects his standard, that reflects his son into this, into this world. That they can have oneness together. That they can enjoy life as a family. And God's, God is saying uh, adultery and all this sexual uh, 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 stuff that's in our world today that is an abomination to God. And that's the kind of culture we live in. And that's the kind of culture that, that, that Paul and them lived in. And the Thessalonians lived in. That is nothing new today. In the Roman world, uh, in the bathhouse, in my, my, my research, in, in, in the Roman world, in the bathhouse, and all this type of stuff, was all, homosexual was all, all was, was still going, going on. As it's going on today. But now through the internet, we are more exposed. In our stores, we have the freedom of rights, the freedom of, and it's all about money. Take that pill, get this pill, do that there, cut yourself here, do that there, all for money. Because it want to, all for self-fulfillment. It wants to make us feel less than, it wants to make us feel that, that, uh, so we can lose our identity. But through, through God, the Holy Spirit, that strengthen our inner being, that encourage and wash our minds, that we can strive to live for Jesus Christ. And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know that those who unite himself with prostitute is one with her in the body? And so it's not just two warm bodies laying down. It's a spiritual issue as well. And Paul goes on and said, for the two will become one flesh. But the one who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man or a woman commit are outside his body. But he who sins sexual sin against his sexual sin sins against his own body. But here's the one I want to get to, verse nine. He says, "Do you not know that our bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Today, God is still in this place. This is His temple. We have built God a temple by us coming together collectively. But God also lives in us." As individuals. That's praise be to God. That God is, is creating a family that is holy, a family, a family that is honorable, a family that is pure, that, that, a family that describes to live to please Him. But notice Paul again. Paul understands, and he encouraged these brothers the way you are living. But he understands that we have a sinful nature. He understands that, 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 our, that our, our control of our body is something that's not instant. I can't just go and cast that out of him like, 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 like you cast out a demon. You can't just go give him a pill and the disease is gone. Paul says we must have to learn how to control our body. Notice what he says in, in verse 4. He says each of you should learn 
to control our own body in a way that is holy and honorable to God. Not in a passionate lust like the heathens who do not know God and that, he, and that in this matter no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. I like that. Because now he focused on us as individuals. That I should not never cross that line. That I should treat someone else's wife or, 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 or somebody else's husband with respect. And, and, and not trying to commit adultery or, 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 or even be a part of anything like that there. But I must learn how to control my body. Control my mind. And when our mind is baptized into the word of God. It becomes easy for us to control our, our bodies. Amen? Amen? Because this is what he says. That God, let me tell you something. You know what? Because, because adultery tears up a family. And by the way, all of that is, is a sex, it's a, it's a selfish act. It is very selfish. Because I'm only thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about that family, that I tear up that family, that, it affects, that a divorce affects children. I'm not thinking about that I harm the church, or harm the body of Christ, or harm, or harm or do harm to the person that, that we're going to commit adultery with. I get on my phone with photographic material and I miss my mind and that's all I, so I'm walking around with all this, this stuff that's inside my mind. And God says this right here. And so we should not be even a part of that. We should not even do with this flattery in your window type stuff. We should even, on our job, we should even speak up against that type of stuff. Why? The Lord will punish me for all such sin. What sin? Notice what he said. For not, control, for not controlling your body. For not controlling the, the, the passion. Because he's not saying, pray, Lord, take this passion away from me. Because we, we, you know, God, it was a gift from God. But he, he is saying we must control that passion and not let it get out of hand. The Lord will punish me. All, for punish means for all such sin that, that, that is a part of adultery, that is a part of pornographic material, that is a part of, of that type of stuff. As we have already told you and warned you, for God did not cause us to be impure, but to live a holy life. When I think about that and think about this world, that God wants us and God believes that we can do it under the power of the Holy Spirit and through his word. That he set the, the church in the midst of all this sin, in the midst of all this chaos. That's why the church is so important. And that's why he says in verse 9 and 10, Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourself have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers and throughout Macedonia, and yet you brothers, and yet we urge you, brother, to do so more and more. Again, Paul is appealing to them to, that, that, that even though we are Christians, we still live on earth, and we still have our sinful nature intact. And even though we have a new spirit, 
even though we have the Holy Spirit living in us, we still need to, to encourage one another. That's why the church is so powerful. That we can encourage one another, we can love one another. Because when we look at this, all this all this chaos, we look at the I can't even look at the news today. Because every time I look at the news, it's all negative. And every time I look around, it like it sucks the, uh, the life out of me. And so I cannot even look at the news. I can only look at the weather channel. But that's why I need brothers and sisters at. To come alongside me, to help me become all that God called me to be. And brothers, I cannot do it alone. That's why I'm so thankful for the brothers in my church. One time my, 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 my wife wrecked her car. But the brother didn't know it. And so she, she works, she, she, we, we got another ministry called The Rock, Reaching Others for Christ. And this brother came in and saw my wife crying. Now, now he didn't know why she was crying, and he didn't even ask. But he called me up thinking it's my fault. <laughs> he said, what you did to your wife? She ain't not crying. I didn't do anything. She had wrecked her car. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's why she was crying. But uh, my point was, I am so thankful for that brother. You know what I'm saying? To call me out. To encourage me to live my life for Jesus. And, 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 and that's where uh, uh, the church is so powerful that we can come along and encourage us to live our life for the Lord Jesus Christ because we are still on earth. To remind us that, 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 that this is not our life, that Christ has bought and paid for our, our life with his blood, that we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul says in Galatians 2.20. And so we ought to live our life in such a way, Paul, verse 12 said, that, 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 that we can gain the respect of outsiders. That's powerful. He's saying that the way we live our lives, he can use it in such a way that we will evangelize, that it will attract outsiders. And there are many people in this community wants to see something different, wants to see hope, wants to see peace and tranquility. And I remember when I was drinking and drugging, that's what I was looking for in a bottle. That's what I was looking for in relationship. I was looking for that peace. I was looking for that tranquility. I knew it had to be something uh, out there that could make me whole. And that's what the world is doing now. And as we live our life different from the world, Paul says, and the Holy Spirit said, it would attract people to a, just like a, a beautiful apple. A beautiful, juicy red apple is attracted. It's so attractive that we want to take a bite out of it. And God wants his church to become so attractive like that apple that outsider wants to take a bite out of us. That's why he left us in the world in the midst of all this chaos. So that we can bring the world hope. So the world can have solidarity and stability. That's the good news. That our lives, our families, our church can reflect the holiness of God. And this world is trying to draw us and tear our families apart, tear our children apart. 
tear our lives apart. But God wants us to live a blessed life in him. Let us pray. Father God, we praise you and we thank you for who you are. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will convict our hearts, Lord God, to live our lives for you. That, Lord, we no longer want to straddle the fence and live two different lives. Lord, Holy Spirit, uh, pour out your, Lord, pour out your spirit upon us. We become shame. And that we will confess it and turn to you, Lord. So that we can reflect your glory, reflect your life on earth. And hope are winning peoples to you. In Jesus' name I pray. God people says.